2: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: You are listening to rental shops backstage pass.
2: It's Metal Shop backstage
0: pass here and I'm actually on the phone right now with uh Karina Zachary the vocalist for an awesome band called Husbandry. Now if you're a fan of like death metal, black metal and you're like, "Oh, they they he's got to be talking to the most brutal metal band." I will I will tell you. It is not exactly a metal band, but it's a very chaotic, interesting kind of post-hardcore hardcore project uh she said it. Weirdo music. I love that term. Uh, first off, Karina Zachary, uh, how are you doing today? Over in New York City, you're in Long Island, right?
1: Hi, hi. Um, I'm actually in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, we're a Brooklyn-based band. Oh, okay. Uh, we have we have. Uh, we're, we're pretty much from all over New York for the most part. I'm originally from the Bronx. We have a Queens native. Um. And uh, our drummer's from Rockland,
0: so we're all pretty much local New York people. Okay, and uh, aside
1: you, from our bassist, who's from Barcelona, Spain. Oh wow! Okay, he been living here for a while. Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you were um, so a little bit before the interview. Uh, you, you mentioned we were talking off air that you have to work from home for your day job. Um, is uh, how's right. that? How's that been for you? Like as far as like schedule, is it is it strange like being able to wake up and then just log right on?
1: I mean, it is a little bit odd just because I, I, I've i moved. Um, I'm a pharmacy technician, mm-hmm. so I, I work f- physically in the pharmacy. And um, so throughout the years, I've kind of moved – through different departments, and the department that I'm in now, it's more of an administrative role, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of does lend itself to being able to work remotely. Yeah. And it was coincidentally something that I have been working towards. It, it just sucks that it's, you know, due to these circumstances with COVID-19. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit weird just because I feel like I'm more focused here at home, mm-hmm. and I'm able to get more work done than... Um, being physically at the job. So, so I have been too bad of the transition.
0: When they when uh, you know, I mean obviously there's no time frame on this, but when things go back to some semblance of normalcy and they're trying to get you back into the uh back into the the uh workplace, you you can just be like, nah, this is what I was working for. Like this
1: is you know <laughs> I'm I, I I I am gonna try to, you know, come come up with my angle when that yeah. time comes to <laughs> keep it as a permanent thing. Yeah. So I'm trying to get as much work done as I can, you know, every day to kind of prove that, you know, they have nothing to worry about.
4: Yeah, well, uh, from
0: home. with with, you know, working from home, obviously, everyone's staying home. And we're I mean, mm-hmm. New York City uh, has been hit pretty hard with that, uh, especially like, you know, yeah. in the city. Uh, Seattle, Washington was one of the first to really be hit hard with uh, everything uh, in the pandemic. Uh, how are you? Personally and, like, mentally, how are you staying safe and sane and, and, and just holding up and filling your time, really?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's been pretty crazy following the news and seeing how quickly, you know, things um, took a turn here mm-hmm. um, and, and the, in, the, in the United States in general. And especially working in, like, the health industry so we've been we've been kind of paying attention to this for a while, but I don't think any of us really knew how crazy things were going to get, yeah. And how much a lack of resources we actually had, you know, in the in terms of hospitals and like protection and things like that. Like I don't think any of us really had an idea, unless you know you're you're working at a hospital and you have like firsthand knowledge of of what you have available to you. So. I really, you know, I feel I feel a lot for, like, people who are on the front lines for the nurses and the doctors. I mean, mm-hmm. I've gotten calls from, you know, uh, uh, last week I got a call from a doctor who was calling in a prescription for himself, and he was oh, himself in isolation with his own patient because they both have COVID-19. So it's like, you know, I talk to a lot of patients, too, and it's been crazy seeing how— affected they are whether it's them you know contracting it or knowing family members or friends who have died or who are battling it and it kind of sucks because I also read a lot about people talking about how it's like a hoax and it's not as serious as like the media makes it seem and that really sucks because there are actually people dying you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and it's it's a really serious thing and yeah you know, they're, we're not being asked too much to, to stay home, you know, and although I do know that there are a lot of people who don't have that, you know, luxury mm-hmm. of being able to stay home and still generate income. So it's 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 really bad on all fronts, and I think it definitely helps that I'm able to be in the position that I am, and I'm really, you know, grateful to be able to still have a job and yeah. have all the things that I need in my home. And it's also been really good for me to, the fact that I actually live with my sister. So, nice. So, you know, my family lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. But being able to be with my sister here, it's like, you know, we're in quarantine, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's good to be with people that you feel comfortable with and, you know, people that you care about, because I know a lot of people are struggling with the isolation, you know, yeah. being alone or being in situations that, with people that... You know,
4: aren't
1: healthy to be around. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot. You know, well, I definitely feel for a lot of people.
4: You
0: are around like the news, and 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 obviously you're like you know facing a lot of it. Being in the health uh, care industry and, and on that uh, and the pharmacy side of it, uh, when things mm-hmm. are you know overwhelming for you, what's your release? What's like your uh, way to just like kind of you know forget about it for a little while and just you know enjoy something. I
1: I guess music is a given. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of like what I turn to for everything, you Mm -hmm. know, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, whether I'm, you know, distraught. That's kind of like the first thing I turn to, but I've actually been really getting into meditation. Nice. Um, Even before the pandemic, I just, you know, I started kind of doing things that felt Natural to me, like, you know, I'm not, like, one of those, like, really gun ho like, you know, following gurus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I have found that meditation really does make an impact on your mental health and your emotional health. So that's something that I've been, you know, trying to be more active in. And yeah. Just trying to, uh you know, clear my head whenever it does feel like it's getting a little bit too much. hmm And also, I've been trying to cut down on the amount of, you know, information I consume online. Sure. that will drive you crazy.
4: Yeah. It's
0: a bit overwhelming, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, you said that the music was like the the first thing that comes to mind. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been asking a couple people, and I'm curious for you, what is uh are there any albums that's come to mind that like if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or you're just having like a day negative energy all around you you could put it on and it'll just it'll change your your mind frame or just just get you in a in a a positive mindset
1: um that's a kind of a tough question just because there are so many yeah <laughs> there are so many that I love um. It really depends, you know. It really depends for me. Okay. I think anything Tones Yeah. For sure, like any any tones album, like I can put on any day of the week and and automatically just feel, you know, lighter and I don't know, like it just uh, there's a lot of nostalgia for me when it comes to, to Deftones.
0: What's your favorite so. Deftones record? Because mine is uh, uh, Diamond Eyes.
1: I really love that one. Um, I think, I think White Pony is my favorite Deftones album. Although I find myself going to, you know, the B sides album a lot because oh, yeah. I love hearing those stripped down versions of songs. And
4: and that Sade cover, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The Sade cover. I was just listening to that like on repeat the other day. It's
4: hell
1: yeah. I love those stripped down versions. It, it never gets old and. Sometimes I'll find myself listening a lot to the Vitamin String Quartet uh, album of Death songs too.
0: Oh, I haven't
4: checked that out. I
1: like their take on it. Yeah, like it's all like Death songs, but it's all you know played by by strings, and it sounds awesome. And it's such a different, like reimagined version of their songs. What
0: do you? Is that is that is that like a uh, kind of like a, a bucket list thing for husbandry to play with Deftones? Do you do you think that would be kind of a dream scenario? Hell
1: oh, yeah! I mean, <laughs> that would you know like yeah for sure, for sure. There there were a few things that growing up, you know, I I, I always kind of used as like motivation and like. Mm-hmm. To, to keep me focused on, like, you know, just getting better as a songwriter and as mm-hmm. a vocalist. And that's definitely, <clears throat> being able to play with them, that that was definitely a driving factor. And um, my other thing was being able to, to work on something with Chris Cornell. And, oh, yeah. you know, it kind of sucks because that, that'll never happen. But, you know, he's still very much a huge influence yep. for me.
0: But you could still play with Deftones, so let's let's hold on to that one. Um mm-hmm. have you have you guys had any band meetings on Zoom or just like hangouts, maybe just like a, a happy hour with your band or just just, you know, popping up We
1: s- were actually talking about that. Um we jumped on a quick one, uh I think it was two nights ago. Uh the drummer missed out on that one because he was busy, but I got on with Jordan, my guitarist, mm-hmm. and um now my bassist and it was just a little quick one. We were just being silly and yeah. you know just checking in with each other. And we actually have one scheduled for tonight nice. later on, so that should be fun, and yeah. cool. Because it's 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 weird, you know. Like you're used <laughs> to like your routine of yeah. being able to see your people, you know, and hang out and yep. do what you do. And it, it's it's definitely a weird situation to be in, especially as a creative person. Who you, collaborates with other people
0: right how How often do you guys usually like see each other like how do you guys practice like once twice a week like
1: three times a week oh
0: wow, okay, super dedicated
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> did you guys yeah we we definitely you know made it a mission very early on, whether we're playing shows or not, whether we're writing music or not to you know have practices as frequently as we can.
0: Well, uh, you know, with this, necess- uh, necessity is going to kind of breed some sort of creativity, so we'll see how you guys can mm-hmm. work it out, but I'm sure you'll work out something. Yeah. Um. Ha- okay, so I don't want to dwell on the negative too much, and I do want to talk a little bit about, um, like, the history of your band and some of your early influences and stuff, but I do got to ask, uh, did this put a wrench on any, like, touring or any shows you guys were going to play? Did you guys have to delay or even cancel anything?
1: Well, I think we had maybe one or two shows uh lined up right before you know the the things really got crazy mm-hmm. um so we didn't really have anything big lined up you okay. know like okay. I've, I've been seeing a lot of bands you know having to cancel really cool you know tours and things like that and that really sucks
0: yeah uh, and, and there's some of those bands you can actually, uh, you can help support them by buying t shirts that they already pre made mm-hmm. for their tour with their tour dates on it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so at, at this point, the best, you know, the, the best way you can help these bands out is by, you know, buying their merch, buying mm-hmm. their, their, their music. Now, now is really the time if you actually support a, a band and you really love them and, you know, you want to help them in whatever way you can, actually purchasing what they have to to offer.
0: Absolutely. Um, Well, uh, if you can purchase a Port and a Storm available now, uh, this is, uh, I'm talking with husbandry vocalist Karina Zachary, and I wanted to get into uh, a bit of, like, your formative years. So, uh, if you can, even if it's embarrassing, no, nothing's <laughs> off the table here. I want you to think mm-hmm. back. What was the first album, like CD, tape, whatever format, that you purchased on your own with your own money?
1: With my own money. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> well, here goes. Yep. I uh, the first one that I the first physical CD. What I used to do is I used to record stuff off the radio. Oh so yeah, the radio stations. Yeah, cassette.
0: You'd always get so, like a know, couple that. seconds of a DJ's voice or something.
1: Exactly. Yep. you know? Um So I had a bunch of those, uh, but yeah, the first one I ever I ever got with my own money was uh Hybrid Theory. Okay, uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Yep.
0: R.I.P. Chester.
1: My my uh, yeah, my money from my very first summer youth job and uh, they had they had just come out with that and Mm -hmm. I was with my stepfather at like the mall in like New Jersey or something like that yeah I was like let me just get this I have the opportunity now let me just buy this now yeah
0: yeah and and
1: so that was the very first one
0: so what uh what kind of progressed your journey obviously you guys are uh like in in the uh, kind of melodic post hardcore world, and uh, take take a lot of um, influence from at least from an outsider perspective from a lot of different genres. I can hear um, what was kind of your journey? How did you get into underground music and and stuff
4: like that?
1: So i I've been singing since I was a kid, since I was about five or six. Awesome! And um, the problem is that I was really shy about it, so. Mm-hmm. When I was about eleven or twelve and I got to middle school, I was like, "All right, if I'm gonna be doing this, I gotta get over my yeah, <laughs> and uh figure out how to get over you know my shyness and be able to actually perform mm-hmm. so I started taking theater, I started taking dance, I started taking everything that I could get my hands on to get yeah. over that, and eventually, I ended up in um an after school program that was like a band. And they had two vocalists, me and another girl, and we were more on the R and B kind of side. Okay. So, so my 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 origins in terms of singing uh, are very much like, rooted in R and B and blues and mm-hmm. um, you know that that sort of thing. At the same time, you know, I was listening to Alice in Chains and yeah. like you know other bands because my father, because he was very much into, you know, alternative and and rock and heavy music.
4: You got the
2: rocker dad.
1: Mm -hmm. And then my mom was, (laughs) you know, this Dominican lady Mm -hmm. blasting uh, Spanish music. Nice. So I kind of got, I was brought up in a cocktail of, you know, music.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. I never felt super limited. And then what what ended up happening is as I got older and I started doing talent shows and things like that and meeting. Other creative people in school, I started leaning. Um, I started leaning towards the more alternative, you know, quote unquote weird kids in school. Okay, you know the skaters yep. and through that I, I started getting exposed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, you know, I had I was involved in so many different social circles in school. Yeah, you couldn't really pin me down, so. You know, I was I was in this math and science program in school, and then mm-hmm. I also hung out with the theater kids. And then, you know, so I, I, I never really had to choose mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the people and the things that I like. And I've never been the kind of person that likes to be boxed, boxed in anyway. Yeah. So for me, it's always been free reign. And I had a lot of friends that were in bands, and we would go to local shows and things like that. And the one thing that I kept saying was that, there were never enough girls whether it was in bands or in the crowd like there was never enough girls and at a certain point you know I was like you know what I can do this so I started just you know messing around with friends and trying to get them to let me audition yeah (laughs) and uh Yeah, a lot of the times I didn't really get taken seriously because it it very much was like a boys' club growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, so that kind of inspired me to, to get a little bit more serious about it and hone my skills on my own and start writing my own songs and just, you know, experimenting. Because I feel like I've always been the kind of person that if you tell me I can't do something, that just makes me want to do it even more. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I got older, you know, I, I started really experimenting and meeting other people who wanted to, you know, work on music. And mm-hmm. So I've, I've essentially been in and out of bands since I was about 18 or so, 19.
0: Okay. Give me the names. Give me the names here.
1: <laughs> so let's see. I was in a band called The Perfect Wake.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I was in a band called This Side of You. Ooh. And then other other bands that were less official, I guess, less uh more of the on the jamming side. Yeah. And, uh informal. Uh yeah, so there was a lot of that. And and you know, uh projects that never really took off. <laughs> sure. And it was, you know, I I actually met the husbandry guys. I wasn't looking to be in a band when I when I got together with these guys. I I kind of I needed a break from that because mm-hmm. it was like I I never at the time I wasn't working with people who I felt wanted to really you know work on things and really develop and and take it not not like super seriously, but you know for me. It, it It is serious in the sense that I care about the quality of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just, you know, it's not just uh, something that I do just to do, regardless of where it takes me. So I was working with, you know, people who wouldn't show up or, you know, felt like, Doing dumb stuff was, was more important. I would, you know, we would have a show, and two days before the show, we'd find out the drummer was arrested or something like that. Oh, you know, damn. It was a headache. Drama. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going back to basics. I'm going to find a guitarist, and I'm just going to start making, you know, I, I was writing some like blues, like folksy stuff. That's oh, cool. That. Yeah. Like, I just need a guy who knows what he's doing on guitar because I dabble, but I know my strengths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I was like, let me just get a a find a guitarist that, you know, I I click with and, you know, just just strip things down and take it back to basics. And I was actually on Craigslist looking for that person and I came across uh, an ad that the husband you guys had put up um, where they were saying they were looking for a vocalist. And I initially was hesitant to reach out, but I, I read their influences and I was like, hmm. These guys sound like they really want to do this, and we have a lot of the same influences. So yeah. I was like, "What the hell? Let's let's try. Let's give it one more go."
0: And how did how did that go? How did how did the first initial like um, you know jamming like did uh, would you guys um, you know how how did how did how'd you guys get along? I guess.
1: So what ended up happening is that once we actually got in touch. Um, They had already been playing uh, locally uh, as a three-piece, like instrumental. Yeah. They had also tried out other vocalists. So, you know, I asked them to send over anything that they had recorded, and they sent me a few songs, instrumentals that they had recorded. Yeah. And what I did was I, I chose one of them, and I wrote to that song, and then I did a little bootleg recording of my idea for the song. Yeah. And I sent it back to them, and I was like, if you guys like it, let me know what day you guys are free and we'll get together and we'll we'll try it, you know, in person. And that's what ended up happening. My showed up and, you know, we spoke for a little bit and got to know each other and we played the song. And it was kind of like, all right, I'm your singer.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What year was yeah. this?
1: This was 2013. want it
0: say Okay, so this is uh, you've been you guys been d- doing it for seven years. Uh, this
1: we have. It's crazy to think about because it doesn't feel like. It. Yeah. But yes.
0: <laughs> Damn, I think we all have a little extra time these days. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna. I promise you that I'm going to. Do a little deep dive, and I'm going to go back. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the backwards way. I'm going to go to the le- most recent album after Port in a Storm, and then I'm going to go all the way to the first EP. So I'll uh, report mm-hmm. back on my thoughts, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure I'll love it. So. Um,
1: and then it's also funny to me too because there are certain things that I, I listen back, and I'm like, "What the hell was I thinking nah. back then?" Like, what was that, Karina?
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of like cringy <laughs> early moments, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. And even, you know, things like that because a lot of, they always laugh at me because a lot of the songs that, a lot of things that I get inspired by, like, you know, it comes from, like, TV shows or, like, characters, movies, things yeah. like that. Um, so, Maybe. like, I always remember the shit that I write about and I'm like, like, what the hell were you thinking? But But it's always funny to me, too, because... You know, it'll start off like that. A lot of times I'll start off knowing exactly what I want to write about, and then halfway through the song, it turns into something completely different. Or I'll start off, you know, just kind of aimless, and once I finish the song, I'm like, oh, this is what that was about. Mm-hmm. So it's always different, depending.
0: Well, uh, I mean, obviously, we were saying how there's no, you know, uh, the timeline for this, but. Let's imagine you know things get back to normal, or at least a semblance of normal, or what people are saying is "quote unquote" the new normal, right? What, uh, mm. uh when that happens, what are, what are some of your goals uh, if that's twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one? What what things uh, are you looking to uh, achieve with husbandry?
1: I think we would all agree that we we would want to get back to playing shows. ASAP. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like. Uh, it's there is such a satisfaction that comes from playing live and yeah. connecting with people in person um through shows you know it it's it's very different sitting down to listen to a record and like actually experiencing the energy that that's behind that in person yeah and that that goes for us too playing the show it's it's you know like something being unleashed so We definitely missed that. Um, We were kind of also right before this, we were kind of also in the process of, like, starting to, like, dabble with new ideas Mm. for new songs. Okay. So that's going to be something that's going to be really fun for us because we're trying to basically go left from where we went with this album. Okay. So we're trying to, to be a little bit more open to, to things that we weren't willing to try before in terms of like, you know, things like, I I think we, we got a little bit known for like dragging out songs, like spinning out <laughs> really long songs, like five minutes, seven minutes uh, on some of the tracks for, for the last album. And we kind of want to try some, something different with with the new songs and maybe explore more ambient sounds. Sure. You know, we just want to get a little bit more experimental and there's always a lot of enjoyment that comes from that, from just uh having no rules.
0: Okay. Yeah. Not boxing yeah. yourself in, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: Yes. And and you know being, a, being affected by all of this that's happening, I think, you know, when we do come back together, whether it's with the band or whether it's with people that we know, we're going to be different. You know, nothing is going to be the same. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a way that something like this can happen and things can truly go back to the way they were, you know?
0: It's certainly going to be like, some like, you know, people, it's going to be like that thing, like uh ad you know bc ad it's going to be like pc post covid Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah yeah exactly i mean people are are changed you know the 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 access to information that we have constantly seeing how people are affected by this Mm -hmm. like it it changes you mentally emotionally like and it also serves I, i would hope it also serves to um give you perspective about the things that are actually important in life. You know, maybe there's stuff that you thought were super important before. And now you're realizing that, you know, maybe, maybe you ought to shift your priorities a little bit.
0: That's a good point. I, I think, uh, you know, just be open to those things and and I guess, you know, reassess. And it's giving certainly giving us all a lot of time to, to think about what's important to us. So I do uh, yeah, agree with sure. that. Um, so, you know, I, I do want to play a song by you guys. So I'm going to go into uh, the first song from the album. Uh, but before I do that, um, I did want to end by asking you something that I like to ask a lot of people. And, mm. and it's uh, something that I'm putting you on the spot. So, you know, you can take some time with it. But I want I, I want you to
1: I'm scared though. All
0: right. Well don't be scared. It's, I know you're you're a music lover, so it's gonna be easy on that end. Um what are no. four albums that have directly positively influenced your life?
1: Four albums that have directly positively influenced my life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, let's see. That is really tough, but okay. So I am going to say White Pony. Yeah. My deaf comes, yes. Hell yeah. I'm going to say White Pony. Um, I also want to say Our Mothers Are Mounted by Towns Vincent.
4: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Because before coming across that album, I hadn't, I guess I hadn't really explored that kind of music. Uh huh. And I didn't realize how much I, I was going to connect to to it, and connect to his songwriting, and that that album kind of opened the door for me to other artists as well. Yeah. Um, what else? Let's see. Damn, this is hard. <laughs> um, you think? Well, he really did put me on the spot. <laughs> I also narrow <laughs> Well, I mean,
0: it, it doesn't have to be like the definitive like things. Just a couple things that you know you love.
1: Mhm. Um. So I will say, um, Alia's last album. Oh yeah. The self-titled album. Mhm. Um, mainly because that album is something that really inspired me to dive into singing. Yeah. Like it really it really inspired me to get over that would that came out around the time I was like thirteen or so.
4: Okay. Yeah.
1: And that, that really I had always been really influenced by her. Mm-hmm. But um The last album, Francis the Mute for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I would say that one for sure.
0: When I when I hear husbandry, it reminded me a tiny bit of Mars Volta. Not saying like, but it was just like it.
1: No, we're definitely fans. (laughs) We're all that's definitely something that we you know at the drive-in and Mars Volta. um, We definitely have those things in common. And Francis the Mute for sure was an album that just kind of blew my mind. I mean, (laughs) I had been introduced to their previous stuff before, but at the like specific time that I got to that album yeah and the things that were going on in my life at that time and the things that I was into. I mean I was reading The Doors of Perception by Aldous Hugsley yeah. and doing a little experimenting like, of oh, my own if you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh <laughs> that album was kind of the soundtrack for me. Yeah. Uh you know, where I was living, I, I had first moved out for the first time with mm-hmm. roommates and, you know, I, I was spending a lot of time contemplating a, a lot of things in my life. I had lost a friend to a heroin overdose. Oh, wow. And so that album really, you know, I, I can't say that I was like spiraling out of control during that time, but it was, I was definitely having a, a, a really deep journey inward. Yeah during that time, and, and that was the soundtrack to what I was going through at the time.
0: Damn. Well, uh, so, yeah, mixed together, Deftones, Towns Van Zant, some Aaliyah, <laughs> and uh, some Mars Volta, and you've got Karina Zachary. Yep. <laughs> I love it.
1: In a nutshell.
0: Nice. Well, uh, we're going to go into a song here, the first song from the record. I'm going to hopefully pronounce it Lupus Day. Is that right? Something. Uh, it's Latin. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And it's off the record husband, uh, by husbandry, a storm. Uh storm. Is there anything you want to say to the Northwest audience or, or anyone who's listening right now uh, that might be, you know, s- staying home and trying to get through this?
1: All I can say is, you know, despite the craziness of our reality outside, try to stay positive, try to focus on things that you love and um, just really take the time to, to take care of yourself. Yeah. Not not just physically, you know, not just physically protecting yourself, but, you know, mentally and emotionally, like cater to the things that maybe you didn't have time to before all of this. And, and hopefully, you know, when we do emerge from this, we'll emerge better people and with more of an understanding of, of how to go about shifting the world in the way that, that it's supposed to go. Yeah. And the way that it's supposed to be for the well-being of everyone.
0: Well said. Well said. And and uh, yeah, we're going to go into a husbandry song here. So, uh, Karina, thank you so much uh, for for taking the time to do this long podcast interview. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you're me. welcome. I really appreciate it. And uh, stay safe out there, and stay sane, and stay connected. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.